0: Welcome to Not Just A Sports Report. Today I'm going to be jumping straight into week three of my Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water weekly wrap. There is a lot to get into. I'm going to sit down, watch all three episodes from this past week uh, and kind of give my thoughts and comments as we go along. So Survivor Blood vs. Water weekly wrap coming up. And if you enjoy the podcast, do be sure to follow Not Just A Sports Report on Instagram at Not Just A Sports Report. You'll be able to see all the new content coming up. I've been working on plenty, so over the next couple of months, there's going to be a lot coming out through the Instagram page. And of course, if you enjoy the podcast, follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on, and you will be able to see whenever new podcasts drop. So with that being said, let's get into it. Blood vs. Water Weekly Wrap week three now i'll quickly jump into what we saw previously in last week's weekly wrap we started off with sophie being blindsided by her tribe but she was voted out of her tribe not the game so sophie was kept in the game ended up joining her sister kj's tribe uh, and there's been a few issues in regards to that as well followed up by that was alex quitting as back was sore he quit cool move on Uh, And then Jay, who had come with Alex, he was the loved one, I think they are in-laws. Jay was taken out by the queen, Sandra. He was in the crosshairs. Originally, Amy was the one that they were going for, but they went for the big move, took out Jay because Amy had an idol. They felt like she wouldn't play it for Jay, so Jay is gone, Alex is gone. Sophie is not gone, she still remains. So let's kick things off with the first reward challenge of this week. Uh, they all rock up, and JLP just drops the bomb on them. Drop your buffs. So we are having a switch up, changing things up now. We are going to have new tribes. So what a way to get this weekly rub started. Now Sam, of course, wants to be with her partner Mark, so hopefully for her sake they can get together. Uh, but Nina does not want to be with Sandra. She feels like it is going to blow her game up. If she is close to her mum, Like she wants as much distance as possible from Sandra. So Nina really doesn't want to be with Sandra while Sam really wants to be on the same tribe as Mark. So it's interesting that kind of dynamic which loved ones want to be on the same tribe and which ones don't. Now they all draw for new tribes. Mark has nothing so he has yet to be assigned a tribe. At the moment these are our new tribes. So the new red tribe consists of Juicy Dave, Shay, Jordan, Geordie. Josh, Mel, Nina, and Sandra. So we've got Josh and Jordan, the two cousins, Nina and Sandra together, which Nina did not want at all. We've got Mel, we've got Jordy, one of the two blonde uh, brothers, Shay, so she won't get to be with her partner, Ben, and David, Juicy Dave, whose daughter got voted out second, so he didn't have to worry about any of that. Now for the new blue tribe, we've got Michelle, we've got Jesse. we have Khan, Croc, Chrissy, Ben, Sam, Sophie and KJ. So some pretty big tribes. Uh, We do see Croc and Chrissy together now on the new blue tribe as well. And JLP actually gives Mark a chance to choose which tribe he joins. So Mark has the choice. Surely he was gonna go with Sam, but he actually went with the blood tribe. So Mark went on the opposite tribe from his missus. Sam is visibly upset about Mark's choice as well, but. Yeah, he's made his choice. So Big Mark most likely had to sleep on the couch the night this episode aired. Uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, probably just, I don't know, no, no kissing No kissing that night. I don't know, I don't want to be too crude uh, this early in the podcast. So let's move on. But yeah, I'm sure when this episode aired, Big Mark spent the night on the couch. I reckon Sam was like, you sly dog, why'd you do that? But that's how it is. Mark has gone on the separate tribe from his missus. So they've got to play opposite games and both rely on each other to make it to merge before they can work together. The pairs that we have are on the Blood Tribe, we've got Jordan and Josh, the cousins, and we have Sandra, the two-time winner, the queen of Survivor, and her daughter, Nina, on the Blood Tribe. The pairs on the Water Tribe are KJ and Sophie, who have already been together in the last week. Uh, just because Sophie, yeah, she got voted out of her tribe, ended up on her sister KJ, so... KJ hasn't been able to escape her sister. Her and Sophie are still in the same tribe. I'm sure KJ is a little bit nervous about that. And our other pair for the water tribe, we have Croc and Chrissy. Croc, of course, heading into this, was my favorite because I'm an NRL fan. I release NRL podcasts. Croc was an unbelievably talented NRL player. uh, So he had my support going into this one. Now he and Chrissy are gonna get to work together. So that should be very interesting. Now, in terms of the first reward challenge, the new blue tribe get the win, so they have won themselves some hot dogs. And as the new blue tribe are enjoying their hot dogs, Chrissy actually finds a clue, and she ends up sharing it with uh, Croc, not Clock, Croc, Michael Crocker. So both of them end up finding an idol. That is a huge power shift in the game, if the two of them can keep the idol under wraps. So now all of a sudden, without anyone knowing, Chrissy, And Croc on their new water tribe are in possession of an idol. So that is a really big thing Early on in this tribe swap and that has potential to really turn the game on its head Over at the red tribe Geordi is eyeing off Queen Sandra, which is a very bold move He seems really confident and Geordi has existing relationships with players like Mark and Nina But he does feel as though Sandra is too dangerous to keep around so he doesn't want to bring Sandra into his inner circle Geordie feels as though he already has a pretty tight alliance and that Sandra can jeopardize that So at the moment Geordie is eyeing off Queen Sandra, but we have seen many times before It's one thing to throw her name out there It is a totally different thing to successfully get rid of her We saw that last episode when she got rid of Jay uh, because Amy was trying to fuck with her So Sandra got rid of Jay so definitely don't want to you know mess with the Queen too hard But at the same time, you have gotta put your foot down and if she's too dangerous to keep around, which she is, then you have to get rid of her. So now we head to the immunity challenge for the first episode of the week. We have the new water tribe getting the win. So not only did they win the hot dogs, but they've also won immunity. So a really good start for this new blue tribe. And we could be about to see a bit of a dominant run from them. So that means that the blood tribe are headed to tribal council and it makes me think, are we about to see our first instance of a player voting their loved one out of the game? We of course have the tension between Nina and Sandra. Nina didn't want to be on the same tribe as her mum. And we all know people are going to be going for Sandra. So already that could be definitely one where Nina has to write Sandra's name down. Uh, for the other tribe, the blue tribe, which are safe, I think KJ and Sophie is another one where maybe KJ is going to have to write Sophie's name down. Uh, and there's a whole host of them throughout the game. These are just some of the pairs that have already been exposed to that. But we're seeing it happen to the few few pairs that are together. So I think the longer the game goes on, the more we are going to see of it. But I think we may have our first instance here where maybe Nina has to vote Sandra out because Geordie is clearly gunning for Sandra. Uh, but it depends on what the emotional side is like. Is Nina going to be that easy to just kind of, you know, write her mum's name down? and go along with the plan, or is she gonna try and protect her mum? and is she gonna pull the strings to try and orchestrate an even bigger move and get rid of someone like Jordy? Although I do think Nina and Jordy are working together, so it really does complicate things. That is what makes Blood vs Water such an enthralling season. So we come back from the challenge. Red have now lost two, so they are 0-2 as Red 2.0, and we see Jordan, Josh, the two cousins, along with Jordy. So Jordan and Jordy, two different dudes. Jordan and Josh, the cousins. Jordy is the blonde uh, with his brother, Jesse, who's not part of this tribe. So Jordan, Jordy, Josh, Juicy Dave and Shay are all talking in the water. It looks like we may already have a strong five within the alliance, so the four guys and then Shay. This definitely already seems like a majority alliance. so. There are question marks as to where the rest of the tribes stand. And in terms of the names being thrown out there, Mel was kind of the first one that everyone was discussing in terms of keeping the tribe strong. But Sandra's name, of course, also came up. So the tribe do have a valid reason, considering that both of those women are perceived to be offering less in the physical challenges. That's perceived. We don't know that. I don't know that for sure. Uh, And of course, all the challenges are different. They're not all manufactured for some big strong guy where it's all like brawn it does come down to brains as well we do have puzzles things like that so it's always a risky move trying to like dictate tribe strength and keep people around that keep the tribe strong because you really don't know what twists and what turns are around the corner so the blood blood tribe sorry not the blue tribe the blood tribe They feel they're going to be more vulnerable if they don't get rid of someone like Mel or Sandra and they do not want to be returning to tribal council too soon. So Mel and Sandra so far the first couple of names to come up, Uh, but within that five I'm sure someone's going to come back gunning for one of them because yeah they're obviously a strong five right now which is really dangerous this early into the game. Now. After some discussion, it becomes clear that tonight is the night to get rid of Queen Sandra while they still can. Nobody's included Nina in this plan, but she is beginning to grow suspicious. Nobody's looking her in the eye. She can kind of just pick up on the body language that, hey, she said, I don't feel like it's me tonight. So I think Nina knows that tonight could very well be the night that we see Queen Sandra packing. Now, Geordie has been masterminding this entire plan, so... It will be an unbeatable addition to his resume if Geordie's the one that's able to take out the Queen. So a really, really big chance for him here because it doesn't get much better than that. And I know everyone who votes for Sandra if she goes tonight are going to have that on their resume. But from the edit, from what I have seen, from what was released, Geordie was definitely masterminding that. He was the brains behind that operation. I don't know if brains is like the... Right, Term is rolling around with like his ass out in the water. But definitely he's a strong player and he is going for a very big move. The biggest move that you can make in a season like this. So Geordie hats off to him if he can get rid of the Queen. But he's still got to get through this tribal council. And we don't know if any of the shots are going to fire back his way. So we've got the new mix of players within the Blood Tribe. So we kind of know that a fresh set of battle lines are going to be drawn tonight. Uh, because we don't know where all of these people stand collectively because they are a new group that's been put together. So let's see whether the past kind of relationships come into play or whether we see some new ones kind of form. We head into Tribal Council now and Sandra has an ominous warning for the players. She says eventually the weak are going to outnumber the strong and they are going to pick you Elphas, off one by one. Which is very much true so... It is gonna be really interesting to see where the votes land tonight. Do they keep Sandra around? Uh, I'm really not sure. The way this episode has been, it's kind of been like hinting like, you know, this might be it. But then how many times have we been swerved by Survivor? So I'm really interested to see what happens here. Now Sandra's kind of talking a little bit about the game. She gives the ominous warning, the weak will outnumber the strong. Geordie pops up saying, it doesn't matter how many times you've played Survivor, or what you think you know, it's irrelevant. Geordie, uh, that's a pretty fucking stupid statement for mine. That's just blatantly disrespecting the queen of Survivor. I know you're pretty confident and that you feel untouchable with the numbers on your side, but it does matter how many times you've played Survivor. Like, this woman has won it twice. Only two people in history have won Survivor twice. Like, how is that not relevant? So yeah, I thought that was just a bit of a stupid statement from Geordie. To be honest, like, He's not my favorite early this season, like he is like a little bit of a, I don't know, clown, not that that's a bad thing, but yeah, he just thinks he's like a bit, bit of a funny man, which I'm sure he is around camp, but yeah, I really didn't rate that line, but tribal councils, I'm very like, I don't know, I don't even like when they whisper, uh, or when the jury talks, I I actually like the whispering, but when the jury talks, I'm like, shut up, you're on the fucking jury, you know, There's, there's levels to this, you're on the jury, shut up, So yeah, there is levels to Survivor though, and in terms of levels, like Geordie is nowhere even close to Sandra's level, so I just thought it was a sign that he's feeling very confident with the numbers on his side, confident enough to say something like that, Uh, but I just thought that was a pretty lame statement. It is very relevant how many times you've played Survivor, especially when it comes to the first ever two-time winner looking to make it three, so yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see how Geordie goes long-term because... He obviously feels as though he's got everything figured out and that having someone with the experience of Sandra is irrelevant. Now, it is time to vote. We don't see what everyone votes, but we do see what Nina votes. Nina writes down Sandra. So, yep, we have the first loved one blindsided somewhat of the season. Nina knew that she's got to stay with the numbers, so she's written down Sandra's name. That tells me, you know, if Nina's written her name down, then I think everyone else has. So we see our first kind of complication of this blood versus water season and kind of the dynamics that come into play. We have seen a daughter vote for her own mother, which we have seen on the United States version, but this was a daughter voting out her mother, one of the all time greatest players of Survivor. So all of a sudden we may be seeing a passing of the torch uh, Nina obviously knows how to play the game. She's not letting emotions dictate what she does. And she has written down her mum's name. So all signs are pointing to a Sandra elimination here. And before the votes are read, Shay plays her idol for herself. So a bit of a wig out. I don't think anyone was voting for Shay. Uh, she obviously thought, see, I, I at least appreciate that from Shay. You know, Geordie's like, you know, feeling like the king of the castle, talking a mad game. At least Shay is smart enough to know that sometimes when you feel too comfortable and everything seems like it's too kind of easy, then you could be in danger. So I kind of respect that from Shay. She really didn't need to play it, but it shows that at least she kind of hasn't lost her head being with the numbers. She still knows that she could definitely be in danger. So honestly, I think Shay probably stands a better chance at winning this than Jordy. I just don't think Geordie's looking at the bigger picture He's more focused on the now. And when you're focused on the now and not the bigger picture, you start to make silly moves. You make moves that maybe not don't benefit your uh, individual game. And yeah, he's just talking a very big game. Kind of off Geordie after that statement. I'm like, come on bro, it's fucking Sandra, man. Like, who do you think you are? But Shay plays the idol for herself. So if she does get any votes, she will be safe tonight. And speaking of the votes, and speaking of trains fucking thrashing through behind me, uh, it is time to read the votes. And just in time, because that train, that was a quick-ass train, wasn't it? That Whoever's behind that wheel had somewhere to be, I'll tell you that much for free. Anyway, let's get to the votes now for episode one in this weekly wrap. Vote number one, Juicy Dave. My man, he has copped a vote, most likely from Sandra. Honestly, if anything makes sense, they had a bit of a beef. It'd be Sandra being like, fuck you, Juicy Dave. Now, second vote, Sandra. Third vote, Sandra. Fourth, fifth, sixth votes, all for Sandra. So, looks like she voted for Juicy Dave. Next vote, and the sixth person voted out of Blood vs. Water, the queen, the first ever two-time winner of Survivor, the only woman to have ever won Survivor twice, Sandra Diaz Twine. Thanks for coming. Genuinely, thanks for coming. What an awesome addition to the season. Not only did we get the queen, she came out with her daughter as well. Made the season massively entertaining. Like, what an addition. The season would have been great standalone with all the Aussie cast, but I just think Sandra and Nina added that extra just X-factor And it's really stepped this season up to make it feel really special. Not only that, but this season is about twice as long as the US ones are going for. So now on a world scale, I think Survivor Australia is really starting to stand out. I think internationally, obviously Survivor has a huge fan base. They don't just watch the United States version. Well, I think this is a huge statement from the Australian Survivor to say, hey, we are." it's not the same. It's not supposed to be the same. They do have different elements. Survivor Australia has three episodes a week as well. So it's just them saying, hey, Survivor fans, we have an awesome product as well. If you love Survivor, surely you're gonna love this. We've got Sandra this season. We've got her daughter. We've got the blood versus water concept. So I've been loving the Australian Survivor. I've been loving the length, how many days they are out there for. And I've been loving three episodes a week. So Survivor Australia are really stepping up I know that people already watch them internationally, but like, I think this could be a real turning point. I've loved the production of this season. And yeah, the Queen Sandra even came out this season. So Sandra, Gonski's, thank you so much for coming. What an addition. And of course the last vote that sent her packing was Nina's vote as well. Just to add a little bit of insult to injury, we get our sad violin music and Sandra is gone. huge moment for the season she was far too dangerous to make it deep into the game so I can see why they did it and yeah now all of a sudden it is open field for anyone because now everyone in the game is looking for their first survivor win they're not going up against someone who's done it before and now all of a sudden we have a bunch of mostly rookies we do have some returning players but now we've got some rookies who are looking to make their own stamp in the game and now all of a sudden, blood versus water has really picked up. So all three times Sandra's been voted off. It's been on day 16. How about that? The day 16 curse. That is a strange one. It would have been interesting to see how Sandra did if she lasted past this tribal. But I guess we know. Do not let Sandra pass day 16. And she hasn't got past day 16 here. She has fallen to the curse. What a curse. That is a very uncanny curse. Sandra is gone. What a contribution to this season. But my thoughts on that, her daughter still remains. So it is Nina's time to shine. Is it time for the passing, I guess, of the crown from queen to queen? Uh, I think it could be because Nina is a great player. She exceeds in the physical challenges as well, which the Australian Survivor, they make their physical challenges even tougher than the United States one. Like that is an aspect of the Australian one that they focus on, making the challenges very physically demanding. And Nina has been shining. She's been showing up and just answering every challenge that has been put in front of her. Now she has another challenge. Her mum is gone. It is time for Nina to play solely an individual game and try to take out the title of Soul Survivor. Wouldn't that be a huge moment? I don't know if she's going to get there I do think being an American amongst a cast full of Australians really does hurt your chances because there's going to be that little tiny bit of, like, you know, ah, oh, we don't want to let an American come and win our survivors. So I'm really keen to see how Nina goes going forward. Sandra is now gone. The Queen is out. That is the first episode of this weekly wrap. So now it is time for me to move on. We've had a huge moment in this first episode. Sandra gone. We have two more to follow. So let's get going into episode two now. And episode two of this week's wrap opens up at the Red Tribe as the players return to camp from tribal, fresh off dethroning the queen. Nina can't even believe that she wrote her mum's name down, but it was the right call. If she had to have written down anyone else's name, then that would have caused issues for Nina back at camp, and Sandra would have still been voted out regardless, so it was a smart move, not playing an emotional game, but rather a strategic game that shows you already how much of a threat Nina is to go all the way. Now, I feel like it's gonna be really interesting now because going forward, Nina's on her own and that makes her even more dangerous. She doesn't have to worry about her mum now. She doesn't have to worry about that kind of crossing paths or that affecting her. Now is her time to play as Nina and not Sandra's daughter. And I feel like if anyone can handle a loved one voting them out, it's Sandra. I think she's just been part of Survivor so many times before. She knows the ins and outs. I think she can handle it. I think she'd be almost proud of her daughter for, you know, playing well and continuing in this game. And so, yeah, Sandra is a champion. She'll know how to handle it. Now, in terms of alliances forming, we have Josh, Jordan, Geordie, and Mark. So we saw them talking with Shay. But it looks like it's like a bit of a four-man alliance. So Jordan and Mark specifically, they love their male alliances. For Mark, I guess it's like he played rugby and stuff and everything he would have done, you know, was like all with a group of guys. So I guess he knows he can trust and work with a group of guys. Uh, Jordan, he's a PT, muscly. I I don't know. This is probably a generalization that's pretty rude. But it's probably just like, yeah, these guys have muscles. I got muscles. do we? you know, similarities. We are boys. So... We got the four guys forming an alliance, uh, and that's a really interesting one. I guess Mark looks like he's kind of spearheading the operation there, and I like that. Mark's gone, you know, he's like, I don't want to be on my missus tribe. I'm going full boys' time. Like, if I could kind of state what he did, it's essentially not going on the same tribe as your missus, and then what he's done, it's like, you know, Sam's just been like, hey, Mark, let's just have a movie night, you know, maybe some wine. And a nice meal and Mark has gone out with the boys on a bender that is kind of what I'm getting from this survivor gameplay I don't mind it as well you don't want to put yourself with your loved one too early because that definitely if Mark and Sam are together people are going to be going for them the entire time so that was actually a really smart play from Mark now he can form an alliance on this side and he's hoping that Sam can form an alliance on the other side and once they make it to merge Damn, then all of a sudden, they really have the numbers on their side. Over at the blue tribe now, and speaking of Sam, her and Khan are laughing and joking around, while Sophie is just staring a hole through Sam. Sophie really is not impressed with Sam. The beef is real between these two this season. Sophie has not let last week's blindside go. She wants revenge big time, and it's gonna be a really interesting thing if they do go head to head because Sophie is playing a highly emotional game. I mean, especially when you compare her to Nina, who was able to vote her own mum out and can kind of handle that, whereas Sophie is very emotional. She is making her decisions based off of emotion and revenge. Uh, And I don't think that's the way to go. You look at someone like Nina, who's making her moves strategically, and that is really enhancing her game, where at the moment, Sophie's emotional game is not only affecting her, it's also dragging her sister KJ into this. Now, I don't think playing so emotionally is going to work out well for Sophie. I think it could end up blowing up in her face. And Sam doesn't want a bar of her. You know, Sam is going around and she is planting the seeds for a Sophie vote at the next tribal. She wants her gone, she doesn't think that they can repair their relationship and work together again, so Sam is doing everything that she can to throw Sophie under the bus and get her gone. So the beef is well and truly on, and if Blue lose the immunity challenge today, then it is safe to say we are gonna have a showdown on our hands between Sophie and Sam. Love myself a bit of beef. It's been good, it's been a good little narrative in this season, and the beef is very real. Like I'm sure now, or once the season was done, like definitely that you know, less beef and just totally friends, but, When you're in the heat of Survivor and you're hungry and shit, like, the beef is so real. That's the one thing I think I would struggle out there. I get pretty hangry, like, when I haven't eaten. I just get pretty pissed off, so, yeah. I can see that happening to me, like, me not having anything to eat because I'm on Survivor. And then hearing that someone, like, threw my name out and just, like, being very angry and salty, definitely. Uh, The reward ones would get me, too. Like, it's like, yeah, you can win this fucking, like, roast meal then I'd lose, I'd probably be like, I have to quit the show, I have to quit. Nah, you don't quit in Survivor. Although I will pay it to Alex, he did. If you have like a really bad back and stuff, there are reasons to quit. Uh, A roast meal is probably not one of them. Now let's get back into the action. And KJ is really caught in the crosshairs of this beef that is involving her sister. KJ's game has been made on building relationships, which has now been majorly jeopardized given the very public beef between her sister, Sophie, and Sam, and to be honest, a lot of the numbers are on Sam's side too, so all of a sudden they could go, you know what, KJ's the next best thing, let's just vote her out, and KJ didn't even do anything. So that is the beauty of a Blood versus Water season. So many little storylines intertwined into the season as a whole, and honestly, I bet Mark is glad that he decided to choose the other tribe go on his bender with the boys because things can get very messy when it is your loved one involved in the showdown. We can see that with KJ now Uh, and yeah I think Mark is probably better off having his boys time and not being involved in this beef at this stage. Now Sam confronts Sophie for a bit of a chat but Sophie's not having a bar of it. She is so clearly still bitter and hurting about what went down last week. Uh, It's just full 100 salty vibes from Sophie, But to be fair, like she did get fucked over. Like Sophie is now being made out as like this liar and this person you can't have on your tribe. But to be honest, like if anyone was being sneaky and if anyone has been lying and if anyone deserves to not be trusted, it's actually Sam. But Sam has done such a great job at lying that people now look at Sophie as just this like dreadful person not dread they don't think she's a dreadful person but like a dreadful addition to their tribe and it's like not true she has a very very strong personality and she is a bit like i don't know not too much but like she's a bit much but really the thing that makes it kind of shitty for her like she's hurting and she's so bitter and the worst thing is that sam has fully turned his back on her and she's made her look like a bitch like sophie looks like a bit of a bitch when in reality what happened was she put her full trust in Sam. She had Sam's back and Sam fucking gave her the flick. And now all of a sudden like Sophie's the villain. So I do feel for her but it, it is what I said earlier. Like she does have a very strong or what I've said in earlier podcasts probably. Uh, is that she had a very strong personality and that, that could come back to really haunt her. And I think that is what we are seeing here. Uh, Sophie is such a strong character that people are kind of buying into what Sam's saying because Sophie's going and confronting people. You notice it's not that hard to spin the yarn like, oh, Sophie's like too much, she's trouble, you don't want her on your tribe because she's going and she's confronting people and she is getting into a bit of beef. But yeah, when you actually remove yourself and look at the situation, Sophie's in the right, really, and Sam was in the wrong. But little old Sam, she looks... Cute and trustworthy, I'd probably trust her. And she's literally just lying to everyone. Very sneaky, but that's what Survivor's all about. Now, whilst Sam and Sophie are talking to each other, KJ is actually present for the conversation. So she's trying to ease the tension. This is all fucking up KJ's game. Like, the more this beef drags on, the more it implicates KJ. But she decides she's going to pitch Khan's name for the vote. She says, like, you know, ladies, ladies, come on. Well, instead of voting for each other, why don't we vote out Khan, who has an idol and is actually one of, if not the most dangerous player in this game. Like, has unreal social connections, has an idol. KJ says, let's vote for Khan, you know? And that really is a great call from KJ, who has managed, although being very emotional throughout this season, she has played strategic moves. She hasn't been playing on emotion like her sister And I think that's really helpful because Sam and Sophie don't need to be going at each other right now when there is a threat like Khan in the game. But that is where the emotional side comes into it. Both women at the moment are letting their emotions kind of dictate their next move. And KJ is trying to settle them and say, you know, you're being blinded by this beef and you're not realizing that Khan needs to go. He has an idol. He is so dangerous. So respect to KJ. The more I see her in this season... I really like her because she's been implicated in such a shitty situation, but she's keeping her head and she's clearly very emotional. Like it's not like she's not emotional, but she's not letting those emotions kind of dictate how she plays the game. So that is a great sign for KJ that she can go far in this game. But as we can see between Sam and Sophie, like this isn't going to be settled until one of them can get rid of the other. So are we gonna see this kind of situation kind of blow up at Tribal? Or could this be, you know, like one of those funny cop movies, good cop, bad cop, and they get paired together and they hate each other, and then they end up loving each other, you know? Are we gonna see that? Are they gonna end up, you know, working together again? Probably not, I highly doubt Sophie trusts Sam, especially after the way Sam's been talking about her now. It's so highly unlikely that they will work together, there may come a point where they have to, uh, kind of a common en- enemy that they have to get rid of, but I would be shocked if these two aren't at each other's throats until one of them has gotten rid of the other. And then all of a sudden, Sophie starts go- having a go at KJ. It's like, uh, fucking hell. Honestly, KJ has enough on her plate. Now Sophie's having a go at her own sister. She's saying, like, you two were talking, and when I came over, you started talking about fish. Now she feels like she doesn't even have her own sister on her side and I can understand like I genuinely can understand why this is so shit for Sophie because as I said it's really Sam pardon me not pardon me i have just got to fucking whatever continue Uh, really it's Sam who's in the wrong so Sophie just it would be a really shitty situation but this is the situation she finds herself in she cannot be blowing up at her sister she needs to chill out on the confrontations big time because that is just feeding into what Sam is telling everyone like this chick is drama, she's too much, she's high maintenance, you don't want her around. I don't think that's true but when you start going and confronting everyone including your own sister you are not helping yourself at all. At this stage Sophie doesn't even know if her own sister is in her corner. The paranoia and the mistrust is really settling in and we haven't even hit the challenges yet so we haven't even got to the immunity challenge for goodness sake now Sophie definitely still seems like she's gonna be pissed off about the blindside from Sam I mean maybe they'll get together at the reunions and Sam will be like "Oh, hey how are you and Sophie will be like fuck you uh, but nah I, I think Sophie definitely she's adult an adult she's mature by the time the season's over she'd definitely be able to you know talk it out with Sam but right now if i had to pick anyone who's still going to be really pissed off and salty after the season it is definitely sophie and yeah her sister better hope she doesn't write her name down because then the salt could really intensify anyway we didn't get a reward challenge and if we did i missed it so sorry uh but no reward challenge straight into the immunity challenge it seems like so Big, big challenge straight up. It's like no food this time. You guys are literally, one of you guys is going home. So let's get into it. Uh, So no reward challenge, straight into the immunity challenge. And the challenge itself gets down to two. They've got these kind of discs or plates that they're trying to hold up. uh, And they're paired as twos, trying to hold these things up. Now it gets down to two pairs, KG and Chrissy for blue. They're still trying to hold their disc up. And Mark and Jordan for red. Continuing, Mark's Bender with the boys, him and Jordan are like, you know, let's get amongst it here. So Chrissy and KJ are struggling. They look moments away from dropping, and that is exactly what happened almost moments after I wrote that in my notes. KJ and Chrissy drop. Red get the win, so this time they won't have to go to tribal. And that is going to send the new blue tribe to tribal council for the first time. So again, uh, in these first two episodes, we're going to see new battle lines drawn. We've had a tribe swap new tribes and that can only mean one thing we've got to see new battle lines so the blue tribe are heading to tribal council this episode as for who goes uh there are a few contenders but it definitely looks like it is going to be on between sophie and sam so that's what i'm thinking i think we have a sam and sophie showdown surely going to be juicy hopefully we see some shit talk i always love some shit talk hopefully they just get dirty and start throwing like personal barbs nah That's a bit much, that's a bit much, actually. Uh, (laughs) I just want some shit talk, you know, I want them to really get into it. Hopefully they do. Now, back at camp, Mel, Chrissy, Sam, Croc, and Jesse are all together. So Croc and Chrissy were obviously going to work together. Now Mel, Sam, and Jesse are involved as well. So that's already a lot of numbers, which spells trouble early for Sophie here. And their plan is to split the votes on Sophie, but also put some votes on Khan. So I think that's a better move. You wanna get rid of Khan, like forget about Sophie. King Khan has an idol. There are plenty of reasons as to why he should go home tonight. The only real reason that Sophie should go home is the beef with Sam. So that's really interesting, but Sophie is actually working alongside Ben on a separate plan to take out Khan. So there are two sides working separately, With both groups throwing Khan's name out there, that definitely makes him uneasy, although he seems to trust a lot of these people. So I don't think he's too uneasy yet, but to have two different sides throwing your name out there, that's the thing, if Sam and Sophie could hug it out and all vote for Khan, then he would be gone. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. So we have Sophie and Ben looking to get Khan out and they decide they're gonna float the idea to Chrissy, Croc and Sam. So Sam is there. Sophie's trying to say, like, let's get out Khan. Everyone's on board too, so it looks like they're all cool to do that, but they can't be too red hot because if Khan plays as idol, then, you know, he's not gone and you're going to have a very pissed off Khan on your hands tomorrow. So that's the plan. Sophie wants to vote out Khan, but the real plan for everyone still is to vote Sophie out. So Sam, Chrissy, Croc, Jesse, and Mal. They aren't gonna deviate from their original plan. They are still gonna look to get Sophie out. Now, Chrissy has an interesting quote. Sorry, go away. All right, sorry, distracted. Uh, An interesting quote from Chrissy. She says, watch, I'll stuff it up. So really worrying that Chrissy is pretty sure she's gonna stuff it up. A very ominous warning that uh, looks like, you know, you can almost guarantee that Chrissy's gonna fuck up the plans now. Otherwise, why did they add that in? But Croc, thankfully for Chrissy, she's got Croc helping her out. So Croc gets her up to speed on everything, relays the plan to her twice, probably several times. Uh, So Croc is like, here's the plan, here's the plan a second time. Maybe he knows what Chrissy's like. And hey, I like that she's self-aware, you know? It's so funny that like, she hasn't even watched Survivor, couldn't care less for it. Here she is on Survivor, battling the elements right deep into the game. And yeah, she still doesn't even really know what the plans are. And she's like, what is Survivor? Now she's like, oh, this is Survivor? It's fucking hard. I'm hungry. So I like Chrissy as an addition. It's kind of funny having someone that is like ultimate amateur come into the game because too often we see people who've grown up watching Survivor. They They know all the moves. I like seeing someone like Chrissy come out and be like oh shit even the first tribal I'm pretty sure she just wrote someone's name down like everyone went with a plan and she went like the classic someone who's never seen survivor and was like very innocently at tribal like I'm gonna vote for who I would like to vote for like individually so Chrissy's been a funny addition to this season hopefully for her sake she doesn't stuff it up yeah if she does if Chrissy does cook this then that's just shocking from her because Croc has told her a couple of times now. So let's get back to it. And nobody's game has been blown up more than their loved one than KJ's. She has been constantly been stuck in between protecting her best interests and protecting her sister. Sophie's behavior is having a negative effect too. And now KJ finds herself very unfairly in the firing line. Does KJ vote for Sophie? It almost has to happen. If KJ wants to succeed individually, Sophie is blowing up her game hard and unless they can separate and go to different tribes, then I don't think there's a future for them to work together. KJ's game is totally being brought down by Sophie. No, no fault of anyone's, but just the circumstances and the twist of the game. Now we saw Nina vote for Sandra last time, so we've already seen one loved one vote for another. And if anyone probably has to vote their loved one out, it is KJ. Now Khan actually says to KJ, I think Sophie would understand. Now if I had to pick anyone who seems like they wouldn't understand, it would be Sophie. She's already livid about the Sam thing. She's been playing a highly emotional game in an attempt to get revenge on Sam. So if KJ votes for Sophie tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if Sophie is still pissed off about it to this day. Obviously she loves her sister, but yeah. Judging by her reaction to being blindsided, by Sam, if she gets blindsided by her sister, oh, oh boy! It is now time for Tribal Council, our second of three in this week's weekly wrap. And JLP opens up by asking Sophie, "How is she finding her third tribe?" Not much has changed in Sophie's opinion. She talks about loyalty, and you know she's you know she's talking about I'm loyal. You know you can trust me, and she's starting to get into it. And the look on KJ's face is. Priceless. KJ is looking at Sophie like, fuck me, please don't say anything outrageous here. But as I've said, to be fair, if anyone has been the snake in this whole situation, it's Sam. None of this matters though, because it's all about perception and everyone's perceiving Sophie to be the snake and the one that you can't trust. And I mentioned in a couple of podcasts, including this one, Sophie's strong personality could potentially come back to bite her. I've said that and that is exactly what's happening here. She's a bit too proud to know when to tone it down a little bit Uh, and she's hurting, she's emotional and she's responding to that emotion with outbursts that are not only negatively impacting her game but really negatively impacting KJ, her sister's game. So her strong personality has ended up coming into play as I thought it might. I thought it could also take her all the way to the end, uh, but just judging by the outbursts and the confrontations, she would really be fighting an uphill battle to get all the way to the end. KJ is in tears as well. She's extremely upset. She says she's so tired, you know, and it's an extremely delicate situation. You've got your sister who is hurt herself and is in in, in the midst of a big beef, and you're implicated in it, and yeah. I can understand why KJ is crying. She really didn't do anything to be involved in this situation. And now this nuclear beef that is just like on between Sam and between Sophie. KJ now finds herself in a situation where not only does she have to pick a side, but if she picks her sister's side, that could mean that she's sent packing. And if she goes against her sister in the best interest of her individual game, well, she's going against someone who we've already seen gets super, super pissed off when she's blindsided and likes to confront people. She's already confronted uh, KJ, so uh, yeah, it's going to be wild. Like, for sure, if KJ ends up blindsiding her sister here, you can almost guarantee at the next family Christmas, Sophie's pulling KJ aside for one of her textbook signature confrontations. You know, they'll all be at the dinner table. They'll be like, oh, wow, it's so great. This With COVID, you know, last couple of times this family member didn't get to come out and Sophie would be like, KJ, can I talk to you? And everyone at the dinner table would be like, oh, god damn. Anyway, 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 that is not part of this episode. Where we are at now in this episode is tribal council. So let's move on because we're about to see... Who's going home? Uh, KJ is physically, she is mentally exhausted. This has been such a process. The tribal council is obviously wearing on her as well because she knows that her sister is firmly on the chopping block. So the whole situation has been so taxing for poor KJ, but that's what you sign up for when you join the cast of Blood vs Water. These situations are always gonna take place uh, and it's how you deal with it. And whether you work with that loved one To try and, you know, change the narrative, or whether you have to ultimately bite the bullet, this is Survivor, there can only be one winner. You gotta vote your loved one out. So KJ is obviously very, very upset. And when it's time to vote, KJ votes for Sophie. Damn. Damn, 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 damn. KJ had to do it. Had to do it, she's too tired. And in my opinion, she is well within her rights to vote her sister out here. Sophie has been blowing her game up. If KJ wants to go further in this game and not be any further implicated by this beef between Sophie and Sam, she needs to put her foot down. And if she can't get rid of Sam, then the next best thing, albeit a very, very hard vote to make, it's gotta be Sophie. So KJ votes for Sophie, that is two episodes in a row that we have seen a loved one vote for one another. And in my opinion, when we saw Nina write Sandra's name down, that was when I was like, Sandra's gone. And seeing KJ write Sophie's name down, looks like Sophie's gone as well. So we're gonna see the votes come, but the underlying detail that everyone's missing is that the real liar and deceiver is Sam. Sophie's strong personality has made it all too easy for everyone to believe Sam when she claims that Sophie is a liar. Uh, So Sam, is the snake in the in the grass that nobody is looking out for. Everyone has placed their attention on Sophie, who honestly, through early parts of the game, showed that she's nothing but loyal and a great person to have on your side. So it is now time for the votes. It looks like Sophie is all bit gone. Uh, let's read the votes. Vote number one is Sophie. No surprise there. Vote number two, Sophie. Vote number three, KJ. So. Uh, One of them swung KJ's way. She's already, it's already too late. She's been implicated uh, in her sister's drama. Not just that, but KJ gets the fourth vote. So right now, two votes Sophie and two votes for her sister KJ. Now we have a vote for Khan. And then it goes Sophie, Sophie, and the seventh person voted out of Blood vs. Water, courtesy of a nice little vote from her own sister, Sophie. So Sophie, the seventh person voted out of Blood vs Water, she was voted out twice and I do feel for her as Sam has manipulated everyone and has given them a warped perception on what Sophie is actually all about. Sophie has been nothing but trustworthy and she was really burned by Sam. To be fair though, Sophie handled this vote like a champion this time around Good on her. she contributed a lot to the season. I thoroughly enjoyed the confrontations. It was only a short window of time and Sophie managed to offer plenty. She got voted off twice. Uh, so yeah, thank you for coming Sophie. But now it is time for KJ to play her game individually. She was hampered, she was being held back by having her sister really dragging her down. So, bold move from KJ. But if she wants to go on and win this, and win this for not only herself but her sister, then she had to make that big move. So, so far in this weekly wrap, we have had Sandra voted out, with Nina, her own daughter, writing her name down, and we have had Sophie voted out, with KJ, Sophie's own sister, writing her name down. So, it's really starting to heat up now on Blood vs. Water, we are starting to see the relationships mix, we're seeing clashes, we're seeing some of them work together, and it's gonna be really interesting To see which other loved ones end up having to write one another's name down. So really interesting as we hit the second episode of this weekly wrap. Moving on to our third. We have had Sophie voted out. Thank you so much for coming Sophie. A lot of fun this season as an addition to the cast. And now we have had seven people voted out of the game. And we aren't done just yet. Because we have another episode remaining in this week's. Blood vs Water Weekly Wrap. Now, as I said earlier, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please do show your support. Follow us on Instagram at Report. Got heaps of stuff that's going to be going up there. A movie review coming out soon. Going to be doing some food reviews. Of course, a lot of Survivor. The US Survivor starting next month, like in a week or so as well. So there is going to be heaps going on at Report on Instagram. And remember to follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. You'll be able to see whenever new podcasts drop. And yeah, that's basically it. So let's move on to episode three now. And we open the episode at the Blue Tribe, where KJ is obviously very emotional after having to vote her sister out. Now, there's an early plan that seems to be forming right at the start of this episode. Sam and Chrissy want to fool Khan into thinking he's going to be the vote at the next Tribal which will con him into flushing his idol. So Khan, for quite a while now, his name's been thrown out almost every tribal he's been involved in. He's managed to kind of get out of it without even having to use his idol. But now it looks like Sam and Chrissy are really starting to sow the seeds and try and, you know, get rid of Khan, and not just Khan, but his idol. And if they don't get rid of him, then I think they at least want to get rid of his idol. And maybe, you know, use this opportunity to vote someone else out of the game. Over to red 2.2 now. And Amy Khan's sister finds herself in some trouble because she is outnumbered big time by members of the former blue tribe. Pretty much the entire red tribe now are made up of members of the old blue tribe. And that excludes Amy. She was an original red, so now all of a sudden the numbers are stacked against her. We also see Josh and Nina as they seem to be forming somewhat of a partnership, which is a really smart move from Josh. Nina would be one of the few players I'd be very keen to work with. She's so quality in the physical aspect. She's got her head switched on as well. She makes great strategic moves rather than emotional ones. And she's also a big threat, so she actually needs people that she can trust to go further in the game. And I think that is a really smart move from Josh to try and you know build a relationship with Nina. She's always going to present a threat as well, so that can act as a shield for Josh. And she'll, he'll also have a trusted ally in Nina on his side. So I do like this partnership starting to form. And Nina, kind of as she talks to the camera crew, she says she wants to work with Josh, but she is less keen to work alongside his cousin Jordan. For now, Nina is happy to be Josh's second option. But the key kind of phrase in that was for now. So... Nina, holding off her guns, she's not going to make a huge move and try and separate the cousins so that she can more closely work with Josh, but it's definitely on her agenda. She doesn't want to, you know, be the number two option for too long. We head to the reward challenge now, and we've got some physical contests here, and the reward is going to be fish and chips. I don't eat fish, so I'd have been like, damn. Um, I guess I'd probably have to try and eat fish if it doesn't make me fucking sick on Survivor because that's like one of the only few things you can eat, but the chips. Everyone loves some hot chippies, Uh, all I do really is charge my phone, twerk, eat hot chip and lie. So I do love myself some hot chips and the reward here is going to be fish and chips. Now we have to have someone sitting out for red because they have an extra player and the Juicy D aka David is going to be the player sitting out for red in this challenge. Now, up first in the challenge, we have Mark versus Croc. Traditional rivals, they seem to go at it because they are very much similar to each other and very big, strong gentlemen. So, yeah, it just makes sense for them to continuously be going up against each other. Now, Red takes the first point, so that is a 1-0 lead for Red. I believe Mark was representing Red in that one. Uh, But then to bounce back, Chrissy gets the win for Blue in the second leg. Not bad for a woman who doesn't even know what Survivor is. And Chrissy manages to level the scores at one apiece. Then in the next stage, Josh gets it done for Red, which gives Red a 2-1 lead. And now all of a sudden, Red have the chance to win this challenge here and now. We've got Jordan stepping up for Red as Croc aims to keep Blue in the game. Jordan came within millimetres of winning, really, really close. Uh, but Croc pulls off a huge comeback to almost win it for blue. This is a great stage of the challenge. Really competitive. It is neck and neck. I'll back Croc in this one, which makes me look like an ass. Because immediately after I wrote in my notes that I'll back Croc, uh, Croc, say Jordan immediately got the win. So yeah, no more backing people in challenges for me. And Jordan gets it done. So red 2.0 win the challenge. And they're gonna enjoy some fish and chips back at camp. For blue, well, they're just gonna to have to go without and remain starving. So we see red enjoy the fish and chips reward. Not a great deal to report on in terms of the fish and chips other than it looks pretty good. Meanwhile, over at the blue tribe, morale is at an all time low. Chrissy is really tired, she's drained. She's saying to croc. you know, this is harder than I thought. It's like, well, yeah, you haven't watched survivor this is definitely going to be hard uh but chrissy's not the only one who's tired she's not the only one who's a bit down so it does lead you to believe are the wheels falling off this new blue tribe khan can see that too he can see that morale is low and king khan can particularly see that ben is beating himself up over his performance in the challenge khan then talks with sam about now being a great time to make a move for ben I kind of agree with that because if he links up with Shay at any point there is a very dangerous combination right there. So I really like Khan's headspace. He knows that he is always kind of going to be one of the names getting thrown out there for the vote. He decides he's got to take things into his control and it looks like Khan is putting some early kind of seeds in the mix to work toward voting out Ben should Blue head to tribal council in this episode. It is now time for the immunity challenge. The third of three for this week's weekly wrap and blue get the win so blue managed to get it done that means that red 2.0 are going to be heading back to tribal council and last time sandra was sent home so it's sure to be another huge tribal for red 2.0 and one of the things they were talking about when they eliminated sandra was keeping the tribe strong so that they didn't end up in this position well the choices they've made haven't done a whole lot they survived at one week when Sophie, or one Tribal when Sophie went home previously, but they're straight back into Tribal now, so the moves that they made in terms of keeping the Tribe strong haven't exactly made the Tribe that much stronger. Now, as I said, it's going to be a huge return for them at Tribal. There are bound to be fireworks, and Jordan's worried. The only reason he's in the majority is because of his cousin Josh, so it wouldn't be too outrageous to suggest that people may flip on him Stick with Josh, but get rid of Jordan. Amy in particular is out to get Jordan as well, which is funny because they are from the original Red tribe. They are outnumbered, but Amy's keen to create some chaos amongst the tribe. So now would be a great time to do that. She believes that she can get rid of Jordan. Then that is one step toward taking down this group of alpha males who are trying to dictate exactly what happens in this tribe. Amy is keen to split up the two cousins As I said, if you didn't hear the first weekly rap I did, it took me four episodes to work out who these cousins were. They didn't show them at all in the first three episodes. Now, I remember because they had the epic voiceovers. They were like, you know, mother and daughter, father and daughter, whatever, you know, like husband and wife. And then all of a sudden they had a pilot and his personal trainer cousin. What? Couldn't you just say cousins? But... Yeah, very specifically, a pilot and a personal trainer cousin. I went on tangent after tangent in my first weekly rap. Like, where the fuck are these guys? I haven't heard anything about these guys. I don't even know who they are. Who's the pilot? Who's the personal trainer? Where are my, like, highlight montages of this dude flying a plane or working out? We didn't get any of that. So I'm at least glad now I know who the cousins are. And now they're involved in the narrative quite seriously. Like... Jordan is one of the names on the chopping block. Now, Amy goes and she tries to get Mel and Juicy Dave on board. Those two are in the minority, so it makes perfect sense to try and involve both Juicy Dave and Mel in your plans because they're on the outskirts. They, they know even if they do work with the majority, then they're just going to be the next ones to go. Now, Amy goes and mentions the plan to Mark. Bad move. Amy is a girl. Mark is in full bender with the boys mode. So Mark definitely seems to be set on an all-male alliance up until he joins forces with Sam and then things will change there. But Mark has like gone full 100. Uh, yeah, the boys mode, which I honestly don't know. I wouldn't go an all-male alliance. I think that's too simple. I don't know. I don't know. The females are pretty crafty. I'd, I'd be trying to link up with them and you know try to get a different perspective rather than an, an all-male one, but that's what Mark wants to do. So far, it's working for him. I don't even think anyone's been trying to vote for him, so what Mark's doing is obviously working, but Amy going and telling that to Mark was a really silly move. He is so much stronger aligned to the boys and Jordan and Josh than he is with Amy. Now Mark is surely going to go and relay this back to the boys, I would be very surprised if he didn't. Meanwhile Amy is continuing to go and tell people about her plan, this time she's trying to get Shay on board. That is a way better call than Mark. I can't see Mark flipping, Uh, but if you go to Shay, you know if Amy can help Shay to realise that Shay is on the bottom of this majority alliance, then that could be all that Amy needs to get Shay on board and break up these two cousins. But. Shay goes back, she immediately tells Josh what is happening, thanks a lot Shay, girl power, uh, turns her back on Amy, No, she doesn't, she was already aligned with these guys, uh, and Shay, the only person she really wants to align with is her partner Ben, so yeah, but she has gone back and straight away told Josh what is happening, I don't think Mark's gonna go with Amy, and now Shay has like blatantly gone back and told Josh she is not gonna work with Amy, so... In my opinion, Amy's doomed here. Shay clearly isn't keen to work with her. I would be very surprised if Mark goes against his all-male alliance. So, Amy's in massive trouble. There's not really anyone who can save her, except for Nina. Now, Nina has caught wind of both plans. She knows that she has options, and it is either Amy or Jordan. At this point, my pick is Amy. I think she's heading home tonight. Uh, just based on, yeah, Mark's not going to flip. I thought maybe Shay could flip and then Shay was like even more stern than Mark. Shay just went straight back and told Josh. So Amy doesn't really have numbers on her side. She has got Mel, uh, Juicy Dave. I'm just trying to work out who else she has. But Nina seems to be on board with Amy. So Nina seems to be the swing vote and all of a sudden a very juicy blind side could be on the cards. It looks like it's gonna come down to Nina's vote, which is a great position for her to be in so shortly after Sandra's elimination. So we head into tribal now. This is the third of three tribals in this weekly wrap, and Jordan talks about being in the hot seat tonight. It is his first experience being one of the names on the chopping block, uh, and it's a different experience now he's coming into tribal, fighting for his life in the game. The point of conversation changes, back to keeping the tribe strong and what both Jordan and Amy contribute in that regard. Juicy Dave pipes up and he backs Amy. He says, Amy did really well in the last challenge. Like if we are gonna make this about challenge performances then we shouldn't be looking at Amy. So it looks like my man Juicy Dave has learned his lesson. Be nice to your allies at, allies at Tribal. Don't throw them under the bus. Pump them up a little bit. Good on you Juicy Dave, nice Way to you know way to fix and amend your mistakes juicy dave backing up his allies he's a changed man day three or four juicy dave he he would probably throw an under the amy under the bus but juicy dave knows what he's doing now that's what i love to see he's clearly learned his lesson now it is time for the votes we are about to find out who from red 2.0 is about to follow sandra out the door And our first vote is Jordan, so we thought it would be between Jordan and Amy. He gets the first vote, probably from Amy. Now, second and third votes, both for Amy. So as I said, I think she's the one going here, but you just don't know. You don't know how many numbers she's rustled up. I doubt she's got Mark, I doubt she's got Shay, Uh, but there there are other numbers floating around. We haven't even really seen Jordy who Last tribal they we were at was so confident. Didn't think Sandra playing the game twice was relevant. Didn't think fucking people texting me all the time. It's probably like, uh, oh, looks like I am not home. I am home. Talk about, fuck you, Australia Post. Quick uh, segue, fuck Australia Post. I'm home. I'm literally, you can, you can hear me. I'm Where am I right now? I'm sitting in my fucking room. Unbelievable. Australia Post, you suck let's get back to the survivor chat now. Uh, So we've had two votes for Amy, one vote for Jordan. Next vote, Mel. So as I said, she's on the outside. Now we've had a couple of votes for Amy, we've had a vote for Mel, and we've had a vote for Jordan. The fifth vote is for Mel. So I didn't even realize Mel was an option. Now all of a sudden, she's more of an option than Jordan. The sixth vote is for Amy. So at the moment it stands, three votes Amy, two votes Mel, one vote Jordan. Man, what a day of fucking uh, interruptions. Now I just had a whole heap of clothes arrived, but that was pretty dope. That was a pretty dope moment. Where was I? We have three votes Amy, two votes Mel, one vote Jordan. The next vote is Amy, so we now have four votes for Amy, two votes for Mel, and all of a sudden it looks like Jordan is relatively safe, doesn't have a lot to worry about. Next vote and the eighth person voted out of Blood vs Water is Amy. So unfortunately she was just outnumbered in this situation. At no point was she with Khan because you just know Khan would have played that idol for her, but Amy handles it well. The majority alliance within the Blood Tribe is now very clear and now that Amy's gone, that leaves Mel and Juicy Dave firmly placed on the outskirts. So, Amy was a great addition. It is a shame to see her go. We can expect a very furious Khan now as well. Better believe King Khan is going to be out with a vengeance in the next week. Uh, so yeah, I cannot wait to launch into the next three episodes for my weekly wrap. I cannot wait for people to stop texting me. It's probably Dominoes to be honest. Uh, But yeah, Amy, fantastic addition to what has been the best Australian Survivor season I've seen, at least so far. I've been loving it. We are still yet to see how Khan is going to react to all of this. Definitely going to be a big moment at the next challenge when they bring the Red Tribe out and Amy is gone. But that's for next week. There is a lot to get excited about for next week's wrap, which is actually going to be released this week. Because right now I'm doing last week's. Well, head fuck, right? Uh, But yeah, we've got Khan to look forward to. For now, that is this week's weekly wrap. We have seen the Queen, Sandra eliminated. We have seen Sophie gone. And now we have seen Amy eliminated. So three are gone, all women too, interestingly enough. And there is gonna be another three to follow on the next weekly wrap. So I'll be back in a couple of days with the next edition. And until then, take care.